Hey everybody, it's Corey. And Aaron. And this week we have a guest seven minute story. We do. We have an awesome guest seven minute story. If you remember about a month ago, we had our first real guest seven minute story. A dear friend of mine, Anthony Vordren, submitted it and he recorded it and it was awesome. And in that episode, if you remember, we did a call for entries and we said if anyone has their own idea for a seven minute story that they want to pitch us, please do it. And then what happened? And then we got lot of submissions and this one in particular I really liked and played for you and you really liked. I did. It was really cool. And and we're getting a lot of different listeners. I believe this gentleman's from the Pacific Northwest uh, and his name is C.W. Schultz. He is a writer and you can find more about C.W. at cwschultz.com. Uh, and this story is called Rooster. Mm-hmm. It's an, I know it's, it, it conjures a lot of ideas, Rooster, but what I was like, Rooster? And then I listened to it, and uh, CW recorded it. He wrote it. And so this is his. Yes. Uh, we got to give a credit to Mike Koenig for some of the sound effects in it. But we were taken by it. Yes. Right? We loved it. It had some amazing dry humor. It's unexpected. It's very good. I thought it was very good. And so uh, we hope you guys enjoy it as well. And remember, again, if you have a seven-minute story idea that you'd like to pitch us, please go to... 7minutestoriespod.com. 7minutestoriespod.com and pitch us your idea. And as long as it's within seven minutes, we'll take a listen to it. And hopefully you can hear yours on 7-Minute Stories as well. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Without further ado, this is C.W. Schultz with his original story titled Rooster. Enjoy. I had pulled all-nighters in my time, but never had I made it almost 30 consecutive hours without sleep. But a combination of things led to this restless streak when traveling to the Philippines to get married. My wife and I had two receptions for our wedding, one in America with my family and her father's side, and a second in the Philippines with her mother's side of the family. I had traveled before, but never so far from home or to a place so different. It was probably a combination of that nervousness and my discomfort on planes that made me so sleepless. Flying itself had never been an issue for me, but those seats and that nasty recycled air always prevented me from being able to relax and enjoy the flight. So when we arrived in Manila, I was utterly exhausted from the flight thanks in part to a fiasco of a layover at the Incheon International Airport in South Korea, which is a whole other story for a different day. I was so out of my element that even the layover in South Korea was a huge culture shock for me. So when we arrived at our destination and I stepped outdoors for the first time in over a day and smelt the humid tropical air of the Philippines, I was ready for anything. It was about midnight when we landed in Manila and despite how late it was, the airport was flooded with people. Amid this eventless swarm, two children, a boy and a girl between seven and nine years of age, greeted us. From behind them came my wife's cousins, who went up to my wife and mother-in-law, gave big hugs, celebrating being reunited for the first time in seven years. And all the while, I was thinking this little boy and girl were my cousin-in-law's kids. After escaping the whirlwind of people, we reached our ride, a minivan. The kids trailed us with my mother-in-law, helping her get her luggage into the van. So all of us packed into the van, but I noticed the kids weren't getting in. I realized then that they weren't relatives. They just hung out at the airport, helping people with their luggage for tips. Sadness aside, 
I was just so overwhelmed by the major differences between my world and theirs. As we drove off, I discovered that this drive to my wife's aunt's farm was a little over two hours away. Great, more traveling. Unlike planes, I can sleep like a baby in vehicles. But because of such new surroundings, I didn't get any rest during that ride. We reached the rural town of Ramos. There were signs every two blocks, and all that was written on each of them was a line from the Hail Mary. As we got closer and closer to the farm, we progressively puttered the minivan to the final sign with the concluding line of the Hail Mary. I plopped my sore feet out of the minivan, my flip-flops kicking up dry dirt from a farm that was surrounded by jungle. The rest of my wife's extended family woke up upon our arrival, and these pleasant strangers welcomed me, who was a stranger to them, into their home in the complete dead of night. We could barely see one another. Eager for rest, my wife and I headed to our room. My mother-in-law, on the other hand, stayed up to enjoy a mango, which is a tradition she has when she returns to her home country. My wife and I plopped onto a cozy bed, in a room nice and cool from the air conditioning. At that moment, I thought air conditioning was the greatest invention. Even though I just met my wife's relatives, I knew they were great people just like her. So generous, happy, and fun. But despite the excellent hospitality, I still couldn't sleep. I heard my wife's light snore next to me. As I stared at nothing in the darkness, in a new bed, in a new room, in a house owned by people I had never met before, I envied her slumber. After about two hours, I finally started to doze. Until... <coughs> You've got to be kidding me. I've heard roosters before, but this was the deepest and loudest crowing I've ever heard. Worst of all, the rooster wouldn't stop. He even woke my wife who was equally tired and a much deeper sleeper than me. At this point, there was no longer a reason to try to get sleep. So we got up and began wandering around the farm, waiting for the sun to rise. I took a seat by a pond that I hadn't noticed existed when I had arrived in complete darkness. This pond was where my wife's family got their duck eggs and fish, and I found that spot so peaceful that I almost fell asleep there. But then again, I looked in the direction of where that loud, obnoxious sound was coming from. Standing on a large dirt mound, I spotted my feathered nemesis. He looked around from his peak. This was his farm, and nobody was going to challenge him. He was as thick as a Thanksgiving turkey, and his feathers vibrantly alpha male, his coloration being a mixture of jet black and barn red. In his mind, if you knew what was good for you, you wouldn't mess with him. But I was running on no sleep, so I didn't have the patience for any crap. Lunch that afternoon was set for chicken soup, and everything was prepared except for the chicken. Now, I don't think of myself as a resentful person. In fact, though I'm no vegetarian, I consider myself quite a big animal lover. But given the circumstances, out of all the chickens roaming around that farm, I only had an eye for one in particular. To catch one of the chickens for the soup, my wife's cousins threw seed into a cage. Now, I actually had a pet cockatiel and was certified to hand raise exotic birds, so I have the utmost respect for anything with feathers and wings. But chickens, I gotta say, have to be the lowest on the avian intelligence pecking order. 
I don't care if the studies say otherwise because right when my cousin-in-law threw seed into the cage, three of these chickens ran quickly into the trap without a moment's hesitation. One of these three chickens aggressively shoved the others out of his way, following the seed trail into the trap. And it was none other than that cock that had kept me up. My wife's cousins inspected the three birds they caught, and this bitter and tired voice inside of me wanted that rooster to be their selection. I watched my cousins-in-law examining my nemesis. And why not? He easily had the most meat on him. My wife's uncle, dearly departed Tito Fred, said, Why him? He's too old. The meat will be too tough. Now, respecting your elders is what you do in Filipino culture. So I thought this rooster got himself a stay of execution thanks to Tito Fred. But somehow, for some reason, elderly Tito Fred was overruled on which chicken would be in our soup for lunch. So my cousins-in-law walked off with this bulky, handsome creature and took him around the corner. As they carried him off, he looked as confident as ever. I only saw him one last time after that. In my soup. Tito Fred was right, as elders usually are. That rooster was an old man, and the meat was indeed tough. Just like Tito Fred had warned. But it was the best piece of chicken I ever ate. And after getting my fill, I dozed off for a long overdue nap, and had the best sleep I had ever slept. Seven Minute Stories is created and performed by Aaron Califato. Audio production by Ken Went. You can connect with Ken at media216.com. Original artwork done by Pete Whitehead. See Pete's work at petewhitehead.com. And lastly, I'm Corey Burse, and I coordinate the podcast. Make sure and tune in next week for another story.